You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. This episode of Eight Minutes to Change Your Work Life is made in partnership with Optus Business. Great business starts with yes. Let me set the scene. It's a Wednesday, mid-morning. You've already had two cups of coffee and are considering a third, if it will just get you through the day. Your to-do list is growing with no sign of stopping, but you just can't seem to get through anything. Sound familiar? I can help you with that. From Mamma Mia, welcome to 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life, the podcast that's here to make you more productive in just a few minutes. My name is Deborah Ho. I'm a viral productivity expert, and I'm here to share some tips with you that will make your lives easier, simpler, and overall just better. So you're feeling a bit unproductive, a bit fatigued perhaps, and the struggle is real when trying to build momentum and work through tasks. This fatigue can have a huge impact on productivity. So what's causing the negative momentum and how can you fix it? My name's Professor Shanta Rajaratnam, and I'm the chair of the Sleep Health Foundation. Fatigue has widespread effects on our ability to be productive. We know that loss of sleep and poor sleep quality can impact upon every aspect of our brain functioning, our cognitive functioning. This ranges from simple cognitive functions such as reaction time and attention to more complex functions such as decision-making and processing of complex information. So we know that these effects of sleep loss and the subsequent fatigue can really be pervasive in terms of their effects on our ability to function. Over the past few decades, we have begun to understand that having a good night's sleep is not only important for us to maintain optimal mental performance, but it's also clear now that sleep plays a critical role in maintaining our health, both our physical health and our mental health. Many people are not aware that sleep is actually critical to a range of physiological functions that can range from our cardiovascular function to our metabolic function, but also in terms of mental health, we know that Poor sleep and inadequate sleep are strong predictors of poor mental health outcomes, in particular depression, anxiety, stress and burnout have all been linked to poor sleep and inadequate sleep. There are a number of consequences of not getting an adequate amount of sleep and also good quality sleep. The first of these is that our cognitive function is impaired our ability to maintain attention. These result in a number of consequences in terms of our job productivity and our everyday functioning, but also an increased risk of accidents and injuries. For example, there is a well-documented increase in accident risk in people who have sleep disorders, undiagnosed and untreated sleep disorders, as well as when people have had an inadequate amount of 
sleep overnight. So that's the immediate consequence. But there's also a number of long-term consequences, and these are a range of physical and mental health conditions. Now, in particular sections of the population, such as in shift workers, it's a perfect storm of sleep-related factors that come together to really expose these individuals to a number of increased risks. This perfect storm is caused by a higher prevalence of certain sleep disorders, sleep deprivation that's caused by the shift work schedule, and also disruption of the circadian clock that regulates the timing of our sleep and wake cycle. And when we work shift work, we try and override this internal timekeeping system. These factors combine to really expose individuals who are working shift work to an increased risk of a range of health conditions. The good news is that there are a number of things that people can do to actively improve their sleep. The first of these is to become familiar with the common symptoms of sleep disorders. Sleep disorders are incredibly common in our community and they remain largely undiagnosed and therefore untreated. The first thing people can do is develop an understanding of some of the common sleep disorders, in particular obstructive sleep apnea and insomnia, as well as a number of circadian rhythm sleep disorders that particularly affect certain parts of the population. For example, adolescents that are particularly prone to delayed sleep uh, phase disorder. So the first thing is to recognise and seek uh, support for common sleep disorders. And there are a variety of treatments that are available, uh, and these are uh, readily accessible as well through your GP. The second thing is to prioritise an adequate amount of sleep. Over the past few decades, as a society, we've increasingly compromised our sleep to prioritise work and social commitments. We now recognise that sleep is a core pillar of good health alongside physical activity and nutrition. Therefore, sleep, adequate sleep, should be prioritised. And the third thing I would say is look at the environment in which you're sleeping as well. As we prioritise sleep, make sure that your environment is optimal for sleeping, that you take away electronic devices and entertainment, that you devote the sleep environment for sleep, that you minimise the factors that are going to impact upon the quality of your sleep, such as restricting the amount of caffeine that you use, for example, before you go to sleep, thinking carefully about the timing of your meals as well, the timing of your exercise and activity, and also alcohol intake, all of which can impact upon sleep. So the Sleep Health Foundation has over 90 fact sheets that are available for people to access to be able to understand not only how to get a good night's sleep, but also to recognise some of the symptoms of common sleep disorders. So I'd really recommend that people familiarise themselves with these resources to help them to get a good night's sleep. Today, we're finishing the show with something to make your work life just that little bit better from our presenting partners, Optus Business. 
It's important to understand how valuable your time is. Why not start your day by prioritizing yourself with a session on OS Fitness, included in any Optus Sport subscription. With Cardio Core, Pilates, Yoga and more, train with leading instructors whenever is best for you. From short, sharp sessions to longer classes, find your new favorite workout in OS Fitness. Available free with Optus Sport login. To find out more, visit the My Optus app on your phone or device. That's it for 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life this week. We'll see you again next week. The executive producer is Liz Ratliff. I'm Deb Ho, and I'll see you in the Mamma Mia app. This episode of 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life was made in partnership with Optus Business. Great business starts with yes. The opinions and experiences in this podcast are those of our expert guests and should not be considered an endorsement by Optus.